Welcome back to the Matrix Minute, a podcast where we discuss the first film one minute at a time because we love this movie. Hi, I am Phil. <laughs> Hello, I am Jake. <laughs> and with us is... I am Alex from Galaxy Quest Minute. And apologize. No, we don't apologize. I love that yeah, theme. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a great theme. Didn't Galaxy Quest come out in 1999? Yes, it did. Uh, it did. Hey. Our brothers in years. Indeed. 1999. Christmas 99. Oh, wow. Ooh. All right. Well, ours came out in March 31st. Wow. Early. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, sadly, Tim is not with us once more. That is true. Uh, we're here solo again. Solo, we can't hear you. Aha! Um, and um, Alex is. I have a question, Alex. Did you again. guys yet talk about that video that Sigourney Weaver made for her agent? Uh, no, that one has not come up yet. Oh okay. boy, we are aware of it. I think it, I think it it's on our in our Facebook listener group somewhere. But I don't <laughs> think it's just so funny. I don't think <laughs> it's video. come up in conversation yet. The rap. <laughs> well, I always like that one. So anyway, we're back for episode eighty-five, and uh, uh, like, yeah, eighty-five. That's when Back to the Future came out. You're right. You're not wrong. So why don't you just go ahead and read? Oh yeah, sure. The description. Why not? <clears throat> and let's just get in to this minute. I hope everyone's enjoying the new year. By the way, yes, I hope you're having a good new year, new year too. And failing those resolutions. Ha 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 Oh yeah. Well, we definitely are. <laughs> Just me and Jake, anyway. Um, minute 85. Yeah, I need an exit fast. It's Cypher. He's mysteriously able to get away from the SWAT van as it has been in a collision somehow. Cypher contacted him from the public phone. Tank gets him to an exit inside an old abandoned phone shop. The rest of the crew talk to Tank while walking and also wonder about Cypher as well, but luckily Morpheus is still alive. Cypher is brought back to the real world and looks at the monitors with Tank. Welcome to Minute 85. Right off the bat. This minute has some of the strangest dialogue in the movie in terms of the characters not really Yeah, I, I to have each no other. idea what's going on. I don't know. I hope Tim's going to listen to this. Uh, so he up. can, yeah, he, so he can catch up. It's only three episodes, Tim. Um, but yes, go on, Jacob or Alex, if you if you would like to. I mean, <laughs> well, I just wanted to say that it's strange how. Well, first of all, the whole setup of Cipher somehow escaping on his own, and everyone's confused about that. That's not clear at all. So presumably, what happens is that he obviously doesn't want to escape with the crew because he wants to get to the Nebuchadnezzar first in order to do his dirty deed. His dark bidding. Yes, his dark bidding. But the question is, uh, then he sort of escapes. So I guess he's in cahoots with the SWAT team and stuff like that in this version because he somehow gets out of there, the smoked up room, and finds a payphone. And then he calls up Tank. He's like, oh, it's a car accident. And it's like, what car accident? I don't know what this has to do with anything. All of a sudden, boom. I mean, it could be an alibi, but if it is an alibi, why is there an actual car accident? There is. You saw yeah, it. But, so what? Like, he's setting up that whole alibi so Tank will look at the Matrix and go, oh, there's a car there, or what? So uh, there, it sounds like there was a, a missing step in here where he went from being in the hotel with the rest of them into this car. Mm-hmm. 
that mm-hmm. that has just been what, I guess lost. What car is it though? That's my question. It's the it's the SWAT van. They took him in. Okay, into the SWAT van. And okay, so you're saying the SWAT guys didn't know that he was, uh, you know, no, that he was um, secretly planning something uh, with I Agent Smith, not. and they just sure. took him in. And on the way to wherever, was it truly an accident, or was it Agent Smith helping him out, blowing up the? Well, yeah, I was going to say, van. was there truly an accident? I would say probably not. But then, did the agents crash the vehicle, or did he crash the vehicle? Oh, but if he crashed the vehicle, he had to be driving, which he or or he was apprehended in the back, escaped capture, and you know, you know, why would there be a car right? Bonked the driver over the head or whatever, you know. Okay, I guess all those are equally plausible. But it's it is kind of weird, confusing. It's very strange in this film how they didn't really like it. Just we're looking at this after the event and. Like, honestly, honestly, this would have been very simple uh, had he just walked out of the building, you know, nodded at Agent Smith or whatever, or one of the SWAT guys, because they all yeah. know he's, you know, with them. Sure. Walk out and walk straight to the payphone, and then he can make something up. Like, oh, I couldn't get out in time. I take a different route. Or just, like, just put some dialogue in there. That would have been very streamlined. This with the car accident, it just seems like it adds more than is necessary to us as the viewer. We're just going like, what? What is this car accident? What? That's my opinion, at least. To be fair, I think it's never stood out to me watching the movie in real time. I think it only seems weird now when we're in our, our oh, yeah, minute definitely. by minute over analysis. Yeah, that's I, true I think, too. you know, it's all of a few seconds in the middle of a tense scene. So it doesn't. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's true. I mean, I, I agree. But at the same time, though, I think that I just know that it was never super clear. Even when I was watching, I it. always wanted to know. Not I always wanted minute, to know. You know. Maybe the script will show mm. us some secrets. Mm. So he calls up Tank, and he's sort of like explaining, "Oh, it's a car accident." Mm. Tank's confused. He's like, "Okay, whatever." He's like, "Got an exit for you." Uh, he tells him it's an old TV repair shop, and of course, uh, the map is Chicago. Right. It's probably one of the neighborhoods or something. What was it called? Lincoln. Wabash. Wabash. No. Um, no, he mentioned something. Wabash does get mentioned at some point in the movie. I know that it does. Yeah, Franklin area. Yeah, so Franklin sounds like it could be. I don't know, Chicago. Alex, have you ever been? Oh, you have been. Chicago. I have been. Of course, Chicago, I have. Yes. That's right, because of the uh, um, oh <laughs> movies by minutes in twenty seventeen. Minute. Yeah. Nice. That's nice. awesome. Nice. We always visited Chicago because we lived in Indiana, and we you know always had trips to. Illinois and Chicago we is did. fun. There you go. That's cool. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, TV repair shop. Cypher's like, all right, got it. And then he hangs up. Then we get to Trinity, who's walking with the crew, and mm. she calls Tank. She does. She and calls It's confusing him. because she's like, well, she first asks, is Morpheus alive? He's like, yeah, they're taking him to a different location. And then, How does Cypher know this? What? Cypher knows this? You can... Cypher oh, yeah, no, of course. You can read his bio signals. He's like... Yeah, his life signals. Yeah, 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 I forgot. Yeah, go you, on. you meant tank, not Cypher. Did I say Cypher? Yes, ah, whoops. Um, then she's like, we need an exit. And he's like, oh, you're close to Cypher. And she's like, Cypher? And he goes, I know. And that's the end of the Cypher mm. conversation. And right, like, okay, right. Just, go. <laughs> just go to the exit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... I don't know. It's just... It's a bit weird how... Oh, why would you say I know? That's such a strange response. It, yeah, it sort of feels like she goes cipher and goes, "Yes, you know that other person in our crew." <laughs> yeah, he's bald, he but he's us. white. <laughs> he's Joe Pantoliano. It's just odd. 
Yeah, him. Yeah, he plays like the same character in every movie. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I actually haven't seen many movies. He always plays the same guy. He's like, he's just Joey Pants throughout every film. It's amazing. Yeah, so that was weird. So they're just like, okay, and then they go. And obviously when they get there... Well, I just wanted to mention, okay, let's yeah. just talk like about the, like the photography here. I love the steady cam tracking the crew as they're walking in the alley. It just speaks to me on a certain level. I know it's it's just so unremarkable, but I just love that one where she's like, got it. And it's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. I just, I, it's just, it's just one of those um, uh, unremarkable things that to me say something more than like, just, it just visually appealing. That makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> something I noticed looking at it, it seems like the camera is bouncing a little bit as they are bouncing in stride. So oh, you almost feel that. like you're along, you're along for the, you're along with them. Wow. I never noticed that. That's very true. Yeah, where it's on the closer shots, yeah. It's mm-hmm. sort of like yeah. a handy cam effect, but like you yeah. said, more of like a prospector. Prospector. Yeah, some, the what cameraman is probably handheld and bouncing in a similar stride to they are. Yeah. To, to, to however, you, however the hell you say that in English. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. That's, that's cool. I uh, cool. No, it, it, like for the, for the scene that we're you know, talking about, she's asking if Morpheus is alive. Things are hectic, and it just adds to it. Well, it's interesting because then when it cuts to the next version of them walking through down the alleyway, it's just then it's in. just a classic steady yeah. cam, very stable. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why'd you go, uh? Nothing, just went, oh, yep, okay. yep, 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 that's right. So what do you think about this shot of Cypher busting through the wood panels to get into Those the... are some loud wood panels. That's the first <laughs> thing I wanted to mention. It's like... <laughs> yeah, they're super loud. <laughs> in the Matrix, things are louder. Yes. In yeah, general. Sure. Especially when you hit them with superhuman strength. Yeah. Ah, yes, of course. The kung fu you learn in the construct because mm-hmm. it boosts. Yep, yep. Boost those kicks. So, um, Cypher has this the gate of Judas going on there as he's walking down into the hallway, and then uh, the he's camera. Very much a evil conniving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he makes it back to Nebuchadnezzar. He does. The traitor has arrived. Mm hmm. And that's pretty much it in the minute in terms of the content. Um, what else can we mention? It's difficult to wow. think of this, anything. This is, this is more transitionary than I thought yeah. it was going to be. I thought we were going to have some... Alex, can you think of anything in this minute? It, I, I'm sure you guys have touched on the plot hole of Cypher getting into the Matrix to make the deal with Smith, right? And how he does that alone. We, yeah. yeah, we kind of mentioned that's been possible theories. Yeah. But please share. So your it's theory. interesting then that we see that apparently Dozer also has to hit buttons to pop him out. Hey. So okay. it seems like it's actually two people who have to who have to do things. He needs the guy sitting at the desk, and then he also needs the guy hitting buttons on the touchscreen mm. to get him out of the matrix. True. It could be that, or maybe it could be convenience, like Tang doesn't have to stand up and walk to the screen, maybe. And so he just has Dozer. Yeah, I guess. You know. I, guess I guess, yeah, I guess Tank could wheel his little wheelie chair over there, which would be <laughs> really annoying. But yeah, like, but for an effective uh, in and out of the Matrix, mm-hmm. you need two people, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, we're, well, especially in this case where we're in a hurry and there's agents yeah. after us. You wouldn't want, like, to take forever. Well, one of... 
Tim's mm-hmm. bunk theories was that uh, it switches in on it. <laughs> uh, switches, yeah. Part of the... Yeah. The, no, 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 no. Do you have any theories of like how Cypher could have got in by himself? What was ours again? Uh, we had some weird theories, like wacky theories, like... He sets up this like mechanical thing that when he push, he syncs it up with the thing and then it plugs himself in and then there's a timer and then it plugs him out and it's pushes like, the yeah. buttons and stuff. It's what like do you automated. Call that, what do you call that machine? It's like, you know, at the beginning of Back to the Future with... Uh, oh, there's a, there's a term. Uh, like something... That's an actual thing. Gold like, something. Uh, let's look it up. Okay. I would have said, what if Cypher just deploys like a hologram or something? Oh, like a... You know, the Cypher who's interacting with Smith in the Matrix isn't Cypher. Cypher's sitting at the computer, you know, controlling an avatar. Rube Goldberg machine. Oh, okay. Rube Goldberg machine. Thank you. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. That's... So, hologram. I I think that's Hmm. the... Or or an avatar or something to that effect. Yeah. That he's... That's an interesting one. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the the best I can do. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, I think I mentioned it earlier. I think it's just one of those things where they place it in the plot because it's more important that age that Cipher makes a deal than how he gets in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. When you're watching the movie, you yeah. really never think about this, like unless you're doing a minute by minute podcast, like <laughs> you mentioned earlier, like you mentioned, Alex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Cipher gets out and he's like, "What's, what's going on?" And you can see the look of Judas. <laughs> you can see Judas all over his face. Yeah. I mean, look. You can just look at those little mm-hmm. shots there. He's just, he's just uh, looking with Tank there. Just and then pretending to be concerned next to Tank. Like, yeah, yeah. What do yeah. we have? It's like, oh, I'm so concerned. So it's uh, you yeah. know, props to Joey Pants for doing such a good job of looking like he's interested, but he's not interested. He's, he's, you, you can tell. You can tell that he is... Yeah, that's hard, man. To pull yeah, off. Yeah. That's hard. I'm, I'm trying to think of movies where Joey Pants isn't morally <laughs> ambiguous, if not dubious. Hmm. That's a good question. Well, the, uh, dare- the only one that comes to mind is maybe the Bad Boys movies. Oh, yeah? Where... Yeah, he's the... I mean, he's I the po- he's the uh, police chief for Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. I mean, he's you know he's very much that sort of de chief archetype. Oh, you know, okay. he's yelling also, and he's got also, high blood pressure. But <laughs> there's also Daredevil. Yeah. I think he was in. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. That's right. He's in, he's Ben Urich in Daredevil. Huh, yeah, yeah, I guess that that works too. But I feel like I f- I feel like he's m- at least morally questionable. Okay. a lot of the <laughs> right. yeah, he is. So the casting is like we need a morally questionable. <laughs> Uh, role get a morally questionable actor. Joey, he's yeah. on top of the list all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot like um, until very recently in his career, Gary Oldman. In that way, you know, oh, like, oh, like until recently, true. I feel like Gary Oldman is always a bad guy or maybe a bad guy. You know, that was part of the. I guess probably part of the reason they cast him as serious black is because you're kind of meant to think he's a bad hey. guy right up until you realize, oh, he's not. Interesting. You know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Joey Pants has that same sort of, uh, just Vibe. like he shows up and go, something's up with this guy. <laughs> right. That is a very good point. Oh, Joey Pants. Yeah. Joey, is there, Joey, Joey. Uh, wow, we, we made it to the end of this minute. I really can't think what of anything is, else to add unless you guys do. We're speeding through this stuff, man. <laughs> If no one has anything else to say, I'm going to go into 1996. Alrighty, let's do it. Cue the music. Hit it, Johnny. Ah, Johnny. (laughs) Well done. Love that guy. (laughs) 
It's very Thanks, good. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So here's 19... a tip, Johnny. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, um it get a milkshake. <laughs> okay. Johnny. Stop. Stop, Jacob. Ah, <laughs> a coin. I see what you did there because he's Judas. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, nice. Yes. Pretend you just thought of that right now, Jacob. You that was in I'm your plan all along. I'm pretending. <laughs> all right. So, um. In the 1996 script, what happens is we have a little more explanation on a little more things here. Mm. For example, um, cuffed and beaten, Morpheus is thrown into a cage transport vehicle, door clangs shut, and Jones talks to Smith, and he goes, the others were lost. And then Smith goes, you've taken care of Reagan? And then Agent Jones nods. And then Agent Smith goes, then the others do not matter. Hmm, oh. Taking care of Reagan, interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, so uh, the guys uh, climb out of the manhole. You know, uh, Morpheus is gone. Trinity needs a phone. And uh, so the phone rings and Tank says, mm-hmm. operator, and Cypher goes, I need an exit. All right? And here's the thing. Uh, Cypher is standing at a public phone across the street. is a burning paddy wagon that appears to collide with an oncoming car. You know that, right? He's still there. And then um, uh, Dozer spots uh, the wreck, and he goes, there he is. And then Tank got him. And then, okay, that, that's a little detail. All right, so um, Franklin and Erie is, this, is, um, is still the same exit. And um, when Cypher hangs up, this is what he says. Then they probably filmed this as well. So after, you know, the whole conversation with the public phone, I mean, Cypher puts down the phone, he goes... An actor, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. So I think that would have been fine in the movie, I think. I, I don't know. <clears throat> so that bit of script raises an interesting question. Do you guys think Smith intended to actually honor his deal with Cypher? Well, we talked about this. My opinion was that I somehow doubt it. Because I, I... What do you think? would think that introducing someone who you know, has the the sort of uh, the blue pill nature to him back into the Matrix, you raise the possibility that he'll, you know, question the Matrix again or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To that I think effect, we mentioned right? that a little bit, like that it could be that... He... But this is a different spin on it. I don't, I don't remember us talking about this. Like, if we put him back, he might cause the same problems that he's done yeah, we mentioned before. That. We did? Yeah, but just in passing, like very yeah, okay. briefly. Hmm. But it is a very good point, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, here, here, so Trinity goes, they need an exit. And then Tank says, you're not far from Cypher. And then Trinity goes, Cypher, I thought, and Tank goes, so did we, that boy's got nine lives. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and, um, I guess there is no, uh, other explanation. I was wrong. (laughs) That's it. No, 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 wait, 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 Um, when Cypher gets into the, uh, Exit. Into the building? No, when he gets out, when he gets into the real world, oh. he start, it says, uh, Cypher stands, a raspy cough spewing from his lungs. <coughs> and then uh, Cypher holds his chest in the main deck. And then Dozer goes, you okay? And he goes, eh, goddamn gas. My lungs are killing me. And then he crosses to an overhead bin. And then Cypher goes, we got any painkillers? And then Dozer goes, the first aid kit's over there. And then Dozer stoops for a cabinet, and then Cypher pulls back a heavy blanket, exposing a plasma oh. rifle. Ah, so there's a little difference for uh, you. That's interesting. That, that would have worked. 
Yeah, I don't know why nice that was touch. But I guess it's all up to speed here. I mean, like, it just yeah, feels that one's like a little extra. All these cuts were made parts. just to make it go faster. That's all it looks like. That's kind of cool, though. Like he goes like he's back with the gas, and he still has the gas in like his lungs. Still thinking of it, like yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. That would have been a nice touch. What Too if, bad that's gone. If. Yeah. Well, I guess we've reached the end of this minute. I think we have. Ooh. Ooh. Minute eighty-five is completed and in the can. Boom! The betrayal. Thanks everyone for listening. You can catch us and find us. I mean, at all the usual channels. Are you still sick, Jacob? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, sad. Uh, Alex. Let everyone know, as usual, where you can find where they can find you Galaxy so they Quest. can listen to your stuff. Yeah, you can find me on the historical documents of Galaxy Quest Minute, <laughs> uh, much like this podcast, only looking at the 99 sci-fi comedy Galaxy Quest. Uh, all the usual places, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as uh, we have a Facebook group and a Twitter. Uh, so check us out there. That's killer. Woohoo! Go listen to that, everyone. And uh, we'll be back... Uh, on will Friday. someone die? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Who will die? <laughs> and luckily, Alex returns with us for Friday, and so we'll catch everyone else on Friday as well. 2018. Have, I hope you're having a great 2018, yep. and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. 